chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, and you can watch it on the screen, or you can, maybe you have a Bible, a Bible or a Bible app, and you can follow along today. Uh, we continue to work on the church and the parking lot. Right now, all of our efforts are focused on the parking lot. So, we, I, I, I you know, uh, just keep praying with us about that. Okay, God's bringing it all together. It's, it's coming to a conclusion on the parking lot, and then we're going to uh, get back and finish some things on the inside of the building. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 9 today, all right, says this. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man. He was the only blameless person living on earth at that time. He walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world. For everyone on earth was corrupt. And so God said to Noah, he said, I've decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. And yes, I will wipe them out, all out along the earth. Today I'm going to continue this series, Jesus Christ is our hope in the storm. You know, most people... Uh, dream of doing something significant. How many of you guys would like to do something significant in your life? Know that you've done, know that your life mattered. This past Monday, we went to the, to a funeral of a pastor friend of ours who actually passed away right after he got done preaching, Brother Terry Miller at Living Waters Church in South Side of St. Louis. And uh, Terry ran his race and the Lord decided it was time to bring him on home. And I'm sure that when he stood before the Lord, that the Lord said, well done, Terry, well done. Enter into the joys of the Lord. And we dream of doing something. We, we want to do something of lasting significance in our lifestyle. The other day I was driving along and uh, I noticed that uh, now if you ever go, went to the University of Missouri Hospital, you know what it's named? Harry S. Truman Hospital, okay? And I just noticed they built a brand new hospital right next to it. I think it's like $225 million, okay? And that hospital is named after Senator Roy Brunt Blunt. He happens to be retiring uh, from the Senate. And so no doubt he's done a lot probably in the Senate to help bring that uh, job together or bring that hospital to fulfillment, and they actually named it after him. We want to make some kind of a name for ourselves that transforms time uh, because we know that we're not going to live forever on this earth. Now, we're going to live forever, you know, with, with Christ our Savior if we've accepted him as our, as our Lord and Savior. We're going to live throughout all eternity with him, but we really want to do something that is significant and people know that our life uh, really mattered and that we were here on planet earth. Wealthy people erect statues and monuments, they run for political office, but no matter whether you're rich or poor, everyone wants to know that they have done something significant in your life, in their life. I always tell people like this, if you want to find out what Pastor Bob's all about and Pastor Debbie's all about, 
Look at our children, look at our family, look at our grandchildren. I think that's the greatest legacy we could ever leave, okay, uh, in them. And that was really the legacy that Noah left in his family, and I'm going to talk to you about that. But Jesus is our hope in the storm. If the conditions are right, success is always possible. Noah lived 950 years. Noah lived long enough to build many empires. Noah lived long enough to amass great fortunes. But what I want to talk to you about today is this, that Noah's greatest achievement came during adversity. His achievement came during a storm. His greatest, his, his greatest claim to fame came during the flood, if you will. And so the first thing that I want to talk to you about is this. Don't let storms stop you. Because life is full of storms. There's all kinds of storms in life. There's storms of, of uh, health, and there's storms in aging, and there's storms in relationships, and there's storms in our finances. Life is full of storms. Don't let the storms stop you. And we often don't like rain. I've got a brand new friend that I met today, Brenda, who happens to be from Paradise in San Diego, California. And we got to talking about the weather here in Missouri. And she said, yes, you know, San Diego was beautiful, and they moved here in the middle of the winter. <laughs> Imagine that, moving to Missouri from San Diego in the middle of the winter. And then this summer, been one of the hottest that we can remember in a long time, not for just a couple of weeks, but for a long time, okay? But uh, we, we, we dream of fair weather. We don't necessarily like the rain. We don't necessarily like the storms. Because the storms often change our plans. They often change our schedules. The storms bring discouragement. The storm can scare us because storms cause a lot of problems. But don't let the storms of life stop you because sooner or later, mark, mark it down, you're going to face some kind of storm in your life. There's going to be some difficulty. There's going to be a, some adversity. There's going to be some rain, there's going to be some sleet, there's going to be some snow in your life. Don't let the storms of life stop you. And I want to consider for a minute the origin of the storm. Some storms are sent by God to accomplish His purpose. Some storms are allowed by God. God allowed Satan to send a storm to test Job's faith. God allowed that storm. And then some storms are caused by man. Man reaps the, the destruction. Man reaps uh, what he has sown. Because the Bible says this, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. So some storms are sent by God. Some storms are allowed by God. And some storms are the product of ridiculous moves that man makes or things that man does. So regardless of the storm, I want you to understand this, and we've talked about this previously, regardless of what, this, what, what the weather brings, re regardless of what the day may, may bring, regardless of the storm, God is still in control. You got to know that. You got to tell yourself that, that no matter what is happening, God is in control. God knows all about it. The weather forecast doesn't, 
doesn't surprise God. God already knows about it. And we, we talked about that in the previous weeks. God already knows about it. Regardless of the storm, the storm will never consume God. The storm will never overtake God. The storm will never destroy the, the resources and the power and the ability of God to take us through the storm. God, you know, we, we previously, previously talked about this. That in, in a couple instances, Jesus just spoke and the storm ended, okay? But sometimes he allows us to go through the storm. That the, the, full, the full measure of the storm, not ending the storm immediately, but God allows us to go through that storm. But my word to you this morning is this, don't let the storms of life stop you. Because the devil will try to send a storm to stop you. But don't let that storm stop you. God is still in control. Noah's storm was sent by God. Because of the evilness and the sinfulness of man, Noah's storm was used to accomplish the purpose of God, which, believe it or not, it was to destroy all of mankind. It was God's plan. And I want to talk about that in a little bit. But God told Noah, he said this, he said, I've had enough of the violence of man. And in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, I'll read it again. So God said to Noah, I've decided to destroy all living creatures, for they fill the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them out all along with the earth. In the storm, God had a plan. In the storm, in your storm, God has a plan. For those that are following after Christ, God has a plan, and even in the storm, God is working today. We don't like the storm. God's working in your storm today. God is working. Noah, God said this, Noah's the only righteous man on the earth. And God said, because of the faithfulness of Noah, God said this, I will save you because you have obeyed me. And understand this, you can go in this afternoon, you can read this entire story, and you'll find this, that Noah was completely obedient to God. Noah did exactly what God said for him to do, all right? And we might not necessarily like the storm that might be in our pathway today, but if we will listen to God, God will direct us and God will guide us in spite of the storm. Noah didn't allow the storm to stop him. Instead, he became more obedient than ever. Even though, get this, okay? Noah had a nice little house, okay? Noah had a nice little country estate. Noah had a nice family. He had three sons. He had three daughter-in-laws. He had a good, a, a, a nice wife, no doubt, okay? They liked to kick back. You know, yesterday at my house, we got together with, you know, our, our kids, most of our kids. Some of them abandoned us. <laughs> Just kidding, all right? There's a couple of them with their in-laws. No, just joking, okay? We got together. We had a good time, you know. We had a birthday party for one of our, for Brooklyn, you know, who turned 10 years old. We got together. We had some fellowship. We had some food. We had some cake. We had a great time uh, yesterday. We got to watch the Chiefs win. We got to watch Albert Pujols hit two home runs last night. Wow. It was crazy. It was wonderful. It was awesome. Okay. Noah had that wonderful, ideal life. Okay. He's got his sons. He's got his daughter-in-laws. He's got his family. 
He's got his nice little country estate. You know what God says? God says, Noah, guess what? You're the only righteous man on earth, but I'm getting ready to send a storm, and I'm going to blow your house away, and I'm going to blow your country estate away. And you know what Noah said? Okay, God, what do you want me to do now? Okay? And even though he might not have liked the fact that the storm was coming, Noah, even though the storm cost him everything, Noah didn't let the storm discourage him or defeat him, but Noah became very faithful and very obedient unto God. Point number two is this. Allow the word of God to guide you, okay? And, and it's very important, okay? Because what God speaks into our heart, I, I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. The, what God speaks to you will always line up with the word of God. Okay, God will not tell you uh, to go rob a bank. Okay, God is not going to tell you to uh, just up and one day will divorce your husband and marry some other guy. He's not going to tell you. He doesn't tell us to do ridiculous things like that. Okay, what God speaks into your heart and life will line up with Scripture. I want you to get this. Okay. So I, I, I want you to understand that it's not just, you know, God, we got this voice in our head. You know, crazy people say, well, I did it because a voice in my head just spoke to me and told me to do this crazy, wacky thing. No, what God says will line up with Scripture. Even though there's a storm, even though we're in the midst of the storm, we must allow the Word of God to guide us and know the storm was God's perfect will but God was going to, Noah knew that God was going to use this storm for his purpose and for his glory. Right now, there's some of you that's going through a storm. Online, someone's watching this message, and you are going through a storm right now. That storm, God is going to use it for his purpose and for his glory, whether or not it has been sent by God, whether or not it has been allowed by God, or whether or not it is the result of the just the, the, the mistakes and the sinfulness of man, God will use that storm in your life. We can, sometimes we look at the condition of our world, and we just lose it. Man, what are we going to do? What, what if this happens? What if that happens? What are we going to do? What are we, listen, God is always in control of the storm. He's in control of that thing. Don't let the storm stop you, but allow the word of God to guide you. Noah's greatest victory in his life came during the storm and the flood that followed. He allowed the word of God to guide him. We can't always avoid the storm. We can't always stop the flood. But here's what we can do. We can control our obedience to God. All right, we can control that. We can control our, our, our level of faith and holding on to God in spite of the storm. This is exactly what Noah did. He was always obedient unto God. We've got to stop trying to argue with God. You can't argue with God and win. You'll never win that argument. And I see, I see so many people that are arguing with God. They're cursing God. They're mad at God. They say, I don't even believe in God. It doesn't matter whether you, whether you disbelieve God or, or curse God or what you do. He's still God. I preached a sermon several years ago. I said, the problem with God is he thinks he's God. 
okay? He is God, okay? He is God. He's on his throne, okay? And, and he's a sovereign God. He will do what he desires to do. And, and you might not like it. You, we, we try to reason ourselves. We try to reason our way through it. Well, why in the world did God do this? And, and sometimes we read the Old Testament. Why in the world did God do that? Okay? And we just kind of skim over the surface, but we got to get into it and realize the entire reason of what, the reasoning what God was doing. He is God today. Stop trying to argue with God. But our hopes come, hope comes from being obedient to the Word of God, allowing the Word of God to guide us through the storm. I, I've, I've talked to people before. They said, well, you know what? Sometimes, and people that are young in the faith, they say, I, I don't know what I need, need. I just open the Bible, and I just point my finger, and then God just gives it to me just like that. I just, I just look at it and just says, wow, man, that was, that's really something. That's, man, I can't believe God gave me that scripture today. You know? And so for some young, immature Christians, that might work. That might work uh, for you. That might work. When you get a little bit more mature in the faith, you got to study it out, okay? you got to get into the Word of God. It's, like, it's the reason I read it every single day. I want to get it into my heart. I want to get it into my mind. I want to get it into my spirit. Why? So the Holy Spirit, when, when I'm going through the storm, the Holy Spirit can bring that to my remembrance, and I can remember what the Word of God said, and I can remember the promise of God, and I can allow the Word of God to guide me through the storm. Our hopes comes from being guided by the Word of God. Our faith is built by being guided by the Word of God. Notice this. Noah did not whine or complain about the coming storm. Even though God's, God's plans and God's purpose is beyond my comprehension. And so many times I just think I've got it. God, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to do this, that, this, that, 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 this. You know, this week, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm not always such a man of faith and power, okay? This week, we had an inspector that come over and looked at our church property. And one of the greatest things about our whole deal is you can't even see it, okay? And it's something that's kind of ridiculous, but to me, I think it's really cool. We got this place that's called the water detention pond, okay? And it, what it does is catch all the water coming off our, our parking lot. And I always go down there and look and say, isn't that really neat? That's really cool looking. You know, it's this place down there with a whole bunch of rock in it and stuff like that. You say, Bob, you need to get a life, you know. So it's really cool. Well, this week we had an inspector from the city that come over. Come over. He didn't like it. He didn't like it. He didn't like it. He, he said, you got to do some more work. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to improve it. It's got to be better, you know. I said, God, Why? God, why? It looks so perfect. God, why? You know? And it was a little storm that the devil brought my way that was going to cost us, God only knows how many extra thousands of dollars to move this dirt around, okay? But God said, trust me. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. There's a reason. I got a plan in the midst of all of it. I'm using it. I'm using the storm to build your faith. I'm using the storm to lift you up. Just be guided by my promises. Be, be guided by my word. Noah did not whine or complain about the coming storm, coming storm. Even though the plans and purpose of God was beyond his comprehension, he just trusted in God. He rested assured 
in the fact that God knows what is best. We've got to allow the word of God to guide us during the storm. Because you will never manipulate God. There are people today that laugh at God. There are people today that doubt God. They disbelieve God. They argue with the word of God. But you can't argue with God. Because God is a sovereign God. And we have got to believe and trust and be guided by the word of God. Rather than debating the word of God. Going by it. Because the universe... The truth of the matter is this, the universe is God's board game and God owns the board and God owns all the pieces and God wrote the rule book. You say, well, I don't like that. It doesn't sound very fair. It doesn't matter any. He's God, okay? He's God. And so what we need to do is we got to get into his book. We got to get into his, what he said. We've got to be guided by the word of God and know that it is truth. The Bible says this, let God be the truth and every man a liar. And that's the reason we've got so far off whack today because we've, we're trying to take everything into our own hands and be guided by our own wisdom and get, be guided by our own plans. And it's the reason that, 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 that our world is in such a desperate condition because we're trying to solve the problems of the world with a solution of man. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. Be guided. There's a storm that you're going through today. Be guided by the Word of God. Press into the Word of God. Press into the plans of God. And during the flood, God said this. He said, I, because Noah, you're the only righteous man on the earth. He said, I am going to destroy every creature on the earth. I'm going to destroy every living person on the earth. And as, as 21st century modern Americans, we've got a hard time wrapping our head around that. Understand this. People didn't die in the flood because God was cruel. They died because they were stubborn. They died because they rejected the plan of God. They died because they rejected the word of God. They died because they were bent on evil and they just refused to repent. Did you know this? It took Noah 120 years to build the ark. God gave him the exact specifications. He told him how, how wide to make it, how long to make it, how high to make it, all the specifications. God told him every one of those things. It took him 120 years to build the ark. Do you know how many of his neighbors thought that he was just the old crazy guy building the boat in his backyard? And if you'll study scripture, you'll find out this. It had never even rained before. Before that, the earth had been watered by the dew. And here's a crazy lunatic building a big boat. And he's preaching to him, you better repent. You better, you better get right with God. You better turn from your, your wickedness. And these people are going, this guy's nuts. He's crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But they continued in their sin. They continued in their wickedness. They continued to laugh at the crazy old man. And, and none of them believed God. Our world is full of storms today. This, this world that we live in is full of all kinds of problems. And I've noticed this. If you get your remote out 
your television remote and start surfing around channels, you'll find this. People are trying to communicate with the dead. They're trying to communicate with the supernatural. They're, mic they're trying to make uh, contact with, with aliens. You see, people are trying to get to God by another way. They're trying to get to a higher power by another way, by another avenue today. They're interested. They, 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 we're living in the last days. And so God is calling us to repent. He's calling people to repent and to get their heart and mind and centered upon Jesus Christ today. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, the Bible says this. Jesus told the people, this is, this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. And though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds his house on sand. And when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Noah prepared for the storm in advance. Noah, when God said a storm was, was coming, Noah did this. He listened to God. He was directed by the word and by the commandment of God. He followed God precisely. This is not a time to argue with God. All right? This is not a time to justify your own thoughts and ideas. This is a time more than ever to press in and go after God and say, God, what are you trying to do in the world that we live in? God, what, what are you trying to do in my life? And if we want to succeed eternally, we've got to obey God. The scripture says this in Mark chapter 8, verse 36. What would it profit a man or what would it benefit a person if they gained the whole world and lost their soul? What would it benefit us? It'd be of no regard whatsoever. But what matters is whether or not we succeed eternally with God. Life is full of storms. Don't let the storm stop you. Know this, if you're going through a storm right now, if you think there's a storm on the horizon, this is the time to allow the word of God to guide you in your life because true success is eternal success in Christ Jesus. True happiness comes from following Jesus and allowing the word of God to, to guide us. The third thing I want to talk, the final thing I want to talk to you about is this. You've got to build your ark before the storm. You've got to build the ark. There's a lot of times what we try to do is the storm comes and then we're trying to build the ark. Okay, We're saying, man, my life is a wreck. I haven't prayed in six months. I haven't cracked my Bible open in two years. But there's a storm that's beating down on my life right now. And I'm trying to build my ark right now. It's, it's hard to build an ark in the rain. Okay, it's hard to build an ark in the storm. But here's what Noah did. He was preparing his life in advance. He was preparing in advance. You've got to build your ark before the storm. And God created all the building material to build the ark. God has given you everything that you need to be successful in him. Did you know that? God has given you everything that you need 
to be an overcomer in fulfilling the will of God. He's done that right now. He's given everything. But God gave all the, built, created all the building material for, 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 for Noah, but it was his responsibility to gather the material and then start working. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to bring it all together and to do his will and to follow his and to be guided by his word. And Noah did that. He skillfully, he gathered the materials. He skillfully began to build the ark exactly as God had said. Exactly like God ordered it. He didn't say, oh God, you said make it 300 foot long. No, God, I'm going to make it 200 foot long because that's too much work, God. You said make it 75 foot tall. No, God, I'm going to make it 30 foot tall because, God, it's just too hard. It's too hard, God, to follow after you. No, he did exactly what God told him to do. And after he built it, then he made it watertight. And then he brought all the animals into the ark. But he built the ark before the storm. There's a lot of Christians today. There's a lot of people today. And they've got really good intentions. And they say this, one of these days, I, I talk to people all the time, one of these days, we're going to really sell out to God. One of these days, we might even start coming to church every Sunday. One of these days, we might start praying. One of these days, I might start reading my Bible on a daily, daily basis. But I just don't have time right now because I am so busy. We've got to build the ark before the storm comes, okay? We've got to pray before the storm comes. We've got to find out what the Word of God says before the storm comes. Not just on good intentions, but saying, God, I'm building before the storm. And when God said it was time, the ark was ready, the animals were in the ark. God said, it's time. Noah and his family, they went into the ark. No one else went in. Did you, you, you understand that Noah preached for 120 years. The only people he got on that ark was his, himself, his wife, his three sons, and his three daughter-in-laws. Eight people. 120 years of preaching. Well, wow. now that'd be a little bit discouraging as a pastor, you know? <laughs> but he was, success. he was a success. And I, I judge my own ministry by the success of uh, Noah. If I can lead my wife and children and my family to heaven and my grandchildren to heaven, I've been successful. I've been successful. Our ministry should start right at home. There's a lot of people, we want to do something great. We want to, we want to turn the world upside down. We want to make a great name for ourselves. Don't be, don't be so worried about making a great name for yourself but leave the legacy in your family, with your children and with your grandchildren, all right? And that's exactly what Noah did. And when it was time, Noah and his family went into the ark. Everyone said, that guy's crazy. They said, he's a lunatic, but God shut the door. He closed the door of the ark, and then it began to rain, and the water began to rise, and the ark began to float. And Why? It was all possible because Noah built the ark before the flood. And I want you to imagine, I'm getting ready to close. I want you to imagine Noah as he's walking around the ark. He's inside the ark. It's raining on the outside, okay? I mean, there's nothing like sleeping in a nice warm bed when it's raining outside, 
okay? The other night there was a big storm that blew through there. And, man, I, I kind of live in the middle of the woods, and I could hear thunder. I could hear lightning hitting trees and all kinds of things. I'm thinking, God, I'm in this high, I'm in this nice warm house and bed, and the roof's not leaking, you know? Imagine Noah, okay? He's there in the ark. The storm is raging on the outside. Maybe his family's asleep, and Noah's walking around the ark, and he's saying, thank you, God, for giving me your word. Thank you, God, for speaking to me. Thank you, God, for dealing with me. Thank you, God, we're safe. We're right here where we need to be, God. We didn't let the storm stop us. We didn't argue with you about the storm. We didn't argue with you about what other people had done and the, and, and the sin of other people, and we didn't blame it on other people. No, we allowed God. Noah said, God, thank you, Lord. I allowed your word and your will to guide me, and I got up and I began to build. I prepared in advance of the storm, and I believe Noah praised God for the ark. I believe Noah praised God for dealing with him about the coming storm. And he said, thank you, Lord, for saving me and saving my family and for preserving all of mankind through, through your will, through your will today. God has got a plan for every single one of us. God has got a plan for your life. Life, life is full of storms. There are storms that come. There, there are things that happen. These old bodies are weak and frail, Okay. And we get sick, and we age, okay? I, I'm, I'm learning that more and more the older that I get. We, we age. I'm no longer Superman, okay? I can't do, do the things that I used to because he's old, I'm limited by this old body, okay? There are storms. There are storms in our finances. There's storms sometimes in relationships. Sometimes we, I, I hate to say it, but there are men and women, they come home and their husband or wife looks at them and say, you know what, I don't love you anymore. I want a divorce. That's a, that's a tremendous storm that some people have to go through. I understand that. But my advice to you is this. Don't let the storm stop you. You say, well, how is that possible? Because you've got to get your eyes and your faith and your heart centered upon Jesus Christ. Because life is full of storms, whether it's through natural aging or sickness or disease or relationships or something happening in the lives of our children. You know what I'm saying. Life is full of storms. Don't let the storm stop you. How's it possible? Well, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus. How's it possible that I can keep standing? Because I'm going to be guided by the Word of God. You say, Pastor Bob, how can I be guided by the Word of God? Pick that Word up every single day and begin to read it. You say, I'm not a very good reader. That's okay. Listen to it, okay? Get your phone app. There's a little deal on there. It's like a little uh, speaker icon. Click on that, and they'll read it to you. And listen to it. You say, how do I prepare for the storm? Start praying. You say, I don't know how to pray. It's real easy. Just get in your car and start driving down the road and say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, help me today. Jesus, I need you today. I need you, God. I need you more than ever before. I don't, I don't even have the right words to say, Lord, but I need you today. God, you know what I'm going through right now. Jesus, help me. 
Help me, Lord. Lead me. Guide me. Help me, Lord, to be building my ark every single day. Help me, Lord, to be leading my, my children and my family, God, every single day. To be loving on my friends every single day. To be loving on my co-workers every single day. To be modeling Jesus every single day. Help me, Lord. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me not to be frustrated by other people. Help me not, be, not to be frustrated by the source of my storm, whether the storm is sent by you, God, allowed by you, or caused by someone else, or caused by my own stupidity. I, I cause my own storms. You know that? I cause my own storms sometimes. But in spite of that, the Lord is with us. He's going to help us. He's going to guide us. Let's close with prayer today, and then we're going to stand and we're going to sing. Dear God, right now we just thank you today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for leading us and guiding us in spite of storms, in spite of difficulties and adversity. Thank you, Lord, today, God. I pray, Lord, that you'll just touch every person that is in this auditorium this morning. Touch those, God, that might be watching online, whether they watch live or maybe they watch in two weeks or two months or two years. God, help us, Lord, in our current situation, in the storm that we're facing right now, to trust in you. To walk with you, not be, God, help us not to just be men and women of good intentions, but Lord, let us be men and women of purpose and direction and men and women of action where the storm doesn't stop us. Men and women of action where we're guided by your word. Men and women of action where we're building the ark every single day. Help us, use us, work through us, work in us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Help us, God, in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, let's just stand today.